0: a Friday for me that you know it's hard to beat. It hits different. Because <laughs> for so many people I think that's college football in a sense anyway. They don't really care that much about the game. They just want to go drink and hang out with their buddies. Yeah. You know give me a reason to drink at 8 a.m. on a Saturday <laughs> morning right. So you I can't think... drink
1: all day if you don't start. In
0: the all right welcome to the WCIA 3 in 1 podcast. Brett Barons along with Marley Weirda. here. We are up to episode 13. It's been a lot of wow. fun here every Friday looking back on the week and looking forward as well. But this week we've got Once again, quite a bit to talk about, and we're going to start today with Illinois students back on campus and the plan that was approved on Thursday to get them back on campus. We'll start with that in just a moment. We're going to hear from Josh Whitman on his thoughts about having sports this fall, the NCAA's preseason plan to get football back, and men's and women's basketball. They laid that out this week. A survey sent out to Illinois football season ticket holders this week, just trying to gauge their interest how are they feeling? Will people be excited to go back to Memorial Stadium? Maybe more importantly, tailgate this fall. <laughs> we'll explore that coming up. And we'll hear from IHSA Executive Director Craig Anderson. We spoke to him on Wednesday as he was at State Farm Center along with several other big-time shareholders in getting the Boys State Basketball Tournament back to Champaign. But Marley, how are we doing?
1: Good. It's Friday. Can't complain.
0: Friday has to be my favorite day of the week. I, don't I know agree.
1: About you. agree. I agree.
0: Positive vibes, especially when it's nice outside like it is today.
1: Yeah. You're yeah. feeling
0: good. For sure.
1: Even though you're at work typically on a Friday, I feel like it's like a different mood than a Saturday or Sunday. I well, don't know. It's like – Fridays for us are usually fun. Yeah. Right?
0: So, like, it doesn't feel like work to us a lot of times, especially, well, I mean – now it's just kind of whatever but yep. <laughs> during the football season for me it's so much excitement about friday night basketball too in that sense mm-hmm. you know you're just excited for games and the chance to go out yeah. into these communities get some highlights and then come back for friday football fever or full court friday but you know i, I don't know something about fridays yeah. i don't know I why agree. i was thinking about I that agree. the other day no just like, I have, what's your favorite day of the week
1: i have the same feeling people are like oh well why not saturday like you don't have to go to work. well i mean i have to go to work oh, on yeah. saturdays but most people the normal monday to friday people they're like oh well you don't like saturdays i'm like no I, I don't know i like fridays, fridays i've always liked fridays <laughs> something about a
0: friday for me that you know it's hard to beat it hits different <laughs> <laughs> all right all right let's just jump right into this here with uh, the illinois students plan to come back on campus it's all hinging on us moving to phase four which is supposed to happen one week from today mm-hmm. june twenty sixth. the governor is supposed to sign off on moving into phase four groups of 50 people you know some more Uh, restaurants maybe doing some things differently, seating inside, all those types of things that we're going to be able to move back to phase four. I know for me and my kids, they just want to go play on a playground somewhere. Yeah,
1: (laughs) they all got the caution tape around
0: it. So I think it's going to hit everyone a little bit differently. But the U of I uh, board of trustees and and all of the big wigs over there sign off on this plan. And we first told you about it yesterday afternoon that sports essentially are going to happen if – students were on campus. And Josh Whitman has said that all along. He's made that abundantly clear. There will be no sports if there aren't students on campus. And so this is a big step in my eyes to us getting sports back. Now, some students are still going to be online curriculum. It's going to be a mixture of both which I don't think surprised me in that sense. I think this is what everyone expected. And I this is what I expect from most schools across the country to do. There's just just gonna be a mixture. Yes, you might have some classes in person, Mm -hmm. but I think uh, if possible, you know, these huge lecture halls that I think of of a big freshman orientation or whatever, you know, freshman psychology or whatnot, I think that's going to be mostly done online across the country. No
1: one really goes to those anyway. Uh, Right? (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't we have them in person? Or pays
0: attention. Maybe you do go, but you're asleep in the back, right?
1: But those are typically to the classes where they post the lectures online anyway. So most students... They're not going to go in person. They're just going to watch whatever happened in class online to begin with. So why not just have it online in its entirety? So,
0: And if we're still in phase four at that point, or what I expect to be like a modified phase four, phase four five, I think they're going to have like a four and a half. That would yeah. make sense to me to keep this trend moving forward, because overall, the numbers show Illinois is actually doing pretty good mm-hmm. compared to some some of these other states now how once we open more is there going to be a spike how is there going to be a rebound and all of that and i think that's to be expected right but how are all of these students coming back to champaign urbana going to bring in that melting pot so to speak of you know test happening you know and they said that they're going to test fifty thousand people everyone coming back on campus faculty staff students all of that are going to have a saliva test which is great that the u of i has the technology and the yeah. people and all of that and the development to make that happen. It's phenomenal, and that's hopefully going to change things across the world. But if you're a student, if you're a student-athlete, Marley, how do you feel coming back on campus this right. fall with yeah. all those people from across the world, not I just know. across the country, but truly across the world?
1: Yeah, and I think that totally affects how they're planning well right now how they're currently isolating athletes i mean from what we've heard from the football players that we've talked to this week that have been back for on-campus workouts i mean it was a very strict quarantine that they had to go they had to spend three days alone in a dorm room or wherever they were without any contact uh donnie navarro said there was even protocol for how you got your food people brought food to you in the dorm rooms so for this now campus to be opened up to the rest of the student body how does that affect how they were trying to keep athletes safe and then how does that trickle to the rest of the conference and the country
0: And I think Josh Whitman, and I'm not quoting him here directly, but this is just how I imagine these conversations going to his athletes. Do you want to play this year or not? Mm -hmm. If you do, you will take these things seriously, and there's a potential we could have a season. I think if anyone tells you right now they know what's going to happen, they're lying because no one truly knows what's going to happen. I mean, we're less than two months away from Illinois opening training camp, according to the model that was laid out by the NCAA this week. And so – We're not that far away, and in one sense, in my eyes, it seems like a long way away. And in uh, the complete same sense, it's really not that far away. And so, I don't know how these athletes are taking this. You know, I know that the staff is taking it very seriously because they see a lot of dollar signs and getting you know athletics back this fall and trying to keep the DIA budget afloat. I mean, think how much money it's already lost this year. If you subtract football from that, which is a huge percentage of the DIA budget, now you're really hurting there, especially for all those other sports. I mean, football included, but like all those other sports like cross country and, you know, men's golf and women's golf and swimming and everything else that relies on football, that's not going to be there. So there's got to be cuts somewhere. I just see the dollar signs in there. So from Josh Whitman, yeah, hey, do you want to play or not? Right. You know, and that's the reality. Nobody knows how these athletes are doing right now, you know?
1: And I think too, there it's a mat. Obviously, I think these athletes want to play, and they're sure. gonna do whatever it takes to be able to play. And they say that they're taking this seriously, but in reality, how serious are they really taking it? Because what I away from the football player Jamal Woods and Donnie Navarro that we spoke to on Zoom this week is you could kind of hear a little bit of their media training coming out because yeah. they kind of addressed you know somebody would ask them a question oh well how are you doing this how are you enjoying that they would you know give their answer and they say but we understand how serious this is and this situation I'm like okay okay i get that you're you know saying that so i i think you know with with everyone in the country everyone has their different opinions and how seriously they're taking the virus and i think that's only the same for some of the athletes so while yes they're gonna do what it takes to get on the field this fall i think you know they might not really feel that all the way you know
0: yeah and the one thing i do know is that the dia staff is stressing it to them continuously right like hey if you want to play you've got is, to follow these serious. things yeah. right and you just hope that the athletes take that as serious as the DIA is telling them and and kind of move on from there you know they're not sharing test results and that was never going to happen with individual names but you know they're not even giving numbers out about how many people have tested positive right. you know there's going to be people that test positive right yeah. and so this is why they spent the last three months developing these protocols and everything else and looking how the NBA is doing it and, you know, Major League Baseball or whatever. And that's a whole other topic if we're even going to get baseball back. But, you know, how the NFL plans to do it. NHL has already rolled out its plan, you know. And so all of these things I think are important in getting college athletics back. But then what happens if X, Y, Z and then A, B, C and like, you know, we're on plan eight here, you know, of, of whatever. What happens if an opponent... Isn't able to to play a game, mm-hmm. you know, and you take the forfeit. I I don't know how that all works. I don't have the answers to all of that, but it's a tricky situation to be in. But I asked Josh Whitman this week what his thoughts were as we move in here to the middle of June and looking forward as plans are rolled out for you know training camp. It's going to start, and the summers aren't going to look that much different here coming up, in, starting July, middle of July, in about a month when the NCAA approved that hey you you know. Teams, you can go do all this stuff. I don't think it's going to be that much different than it was in the past. And so, all eyeing this August training camp date, um, are, are we going to be able to make it? And so that's what I asked Josh Whitman this week, and, and here's his thoughts on that.
2: Well, we're we're really pleased with the the process that we've undertaken to bring the student athletes back. Uh, it's been a very time intensive effort. Effort. I, I really tip my hat to our coaches and, and to the men and women who are part of our program. Uh, as we've told them, we can put the best plan in place as possible, which we've done, but if they're not willing to, to be disciplined in their activities and they're not willing to, to follow the plan that we've provided, then it really isn't, isn't worth the paper it's printed on. And so, uh, really proud of the way that, that our student athletes and our, our staff have responded. Uh, we've we've uh, started voluntary workouts, I think, as, as everybody knows now with the, with the football team and uh, basketball will get up and running here shortly. Um, and so we're, we're increasingly confident that we'll, uh, we'll see uh, sports, the you know, lights come back on in the fall. Uh, we're still a ways from those decisions. Obviously, we've got some big decisions to come at the university level first uh, in, with regard to the, the return for in-person instruction in the fall. Uh, assuming that that happens, then um, we're certainly making plans across the Big Ten and, and around the country to, to have sports uh, be a part of that, and that experience for our students when they, when they come back. All right, Whitman says he's increasingly confident.
0: Do you believe that we'll see football this fall, Marley?
1: Yeah, I think we will, but I I think it will look totally different in what it means for fans and what it means for us as media being able to cover it. I mean, we, for, our, let's say, training camp, you know, we had great access to training yeah. camp as it was. You know, we were able to film. We obviously had to stay in kind of designated areas, but are they going to even allow us to come out to training camp are they going to allow us to film the games are they going to allow us in the press box um and then the same thing to be said for fans what is it going to look like for them are people going to be in the stadium and i think well it'll be great to see football back in the fall it it's going to look completely different in my opinion
0: yeah i think whether that's 50 percent You know, fans, 25% fans, I don't know what that number is. It's not going to be 100%. I think we all know that. And then are fans even going to want to come to games? Obviously, like you mentioned, you're going to have some part of the population that just doesn't care. Mm -hmm. You're going to have some part of the population that just stays home. You're going to have another part of the population that just wants to go to the tailgate and keep yeah. it under 50 for whatever their group is. Maybe you watch from the tailgate, just being in that atmosphere. Because for so many people, I think that's college football in a sense anyway. They don't really yeah. care that much about the game. They just want to go drink and hang out with their buddies. Yeah. You know, give me a reason to drink at 8 a.m. on a Saturday yeah. morning, right? So you I can't think, drink all day if you don't start in the morning. See, that's, what, that's the <laughs> reasoning of a winner there. That's how that works out. <laughs> That's uh, a party on Garth. But, you know, that's why I think Illinois Athletics sent out the survey this week to season ticket holders just trying to get a gauge, you know, and that's smart in a sense. Uh, I was told that a lot of it is trying to find out how much do you want the DIA to be part of that experience and tailgating. Uh Are they going to limit people? Are they going to limit tailgates? Are you know how much are they going to enforce that? Because that's still on U of I property. Now I would not expect any tailgating in Grange Grove. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. I think they'll shut that off or whatever. But you know what about the other lots? You know yeah. because I think that could be a money maker opportunity there as well. They're selling those parking spaces out there. Mm-hmm. You know to get into those parking spots you have to have uh, a parking pass or whatnot, and so that's an opportunity to make revenue. I don't see those going away. I just think. You know, they might limit it or try and yeah. do it, Space whatever. Them out. I, I think
1: that's what some of the NFL teams are doing is they're, you know, selling the, the parking spots or the little tailgate lots. But it's every, like, yeah. fifth one. So it won't necessarily have that same, like, tailgate feel where it's car on top of car on top of yeah. car. And, you know, there's a thousand people in the parking lot. It's going to be much more spread out, which I can't anticipate for this football season. I think people will still do because if you are somebody that, you know, is taking the virus more seriously, but you still want to, you know, go like, have a college football Saturday,
0: Yeah,
1: you might, you know, okay, we have our 10 friends here at the tailgate. We're going to watch it on TV. And we're going to eat our hot dogs here in the parking and lot. And like,
0: what's wrong with that, right? I don't, I don't think see there's anything, anything wrong with that. With you. No. you know, if you want to take that risk and go out or whatever you want to do, then, you know, you go do it. I think – it would be smart from the U of I standpoint to just say, "Hey, look, you know, you're outside, whatever yeah. that may be." The problem, in my eyes, becomes State Farm Center in the fall yeah. with basketball coming back, which would be the first games usually like the first week in November, yeah. second week in November, they're they're rolling out the Illinois basketball team, and so, you know, that's indoors, and to me, that becomes troublesome when. Even if you're socially distanced, just being indoors, the yeah. germs are contained a lot more. You know, you're outside of Memorial Stadium. That's that's one thing. But you know, coming inside, I think that presents a whole yeah. lot of new problems. And especially, that's about the time flu season kicks mm-hmm. up again. You know, once again, so many questions that I don't think any yeah. of us know.
1: I don't even think we'll be able to shoot on the baseline where we usually film from. Because right. on a on a game where you know it's a big game, it's a conference game, we're like. Yeah. on top of each other like the photographers some people are sitting in the back row like it is a cluster of people so i can't imagine we'll be allowed to film basketball games which is unfortunate cuz those are my favorite ones and film. you
0: can't really oh, oh, well i mean you can right so like in memorial stadium it's just a lot of the bench seats right so you mm-hmm. can kind of space that a yeah, little yeah, easier yeah. right it
1: means a football field you have 100 yeah, yards
0: to exactly there's a distance. <laughs> there's a lot more space so to speak at memorial stadium than there is at state farm center yeah. and so you know are they going to go every other seat at state farm center every third seat mm-hmm. i mean those are questions that they're already obviously thinking about and i chatted with uh, the director of state farm center kevin Yulstead, on wednesday at the press conference because i was just curious you know what his job has right. been like here oh, they haven't had goodness. an event since march 11th i think he yeah. said And they've had to cancel about 15 to 20 events in that time that they already had planned. The interesting thing to me was he's booking big-time concerts a year out. right? And when you start thinking about all of these concerts that State Farm Center has, I mean, there's some big acts that come through here. Mm -hmm. They're spending a lot of money, State Farm Center is to get these acts in here. Obviously, they make money off of it or else they wouldn't do it. Yeah. But... You know, where does the entertainment industry come back in that sense, especially inside? I could see an amphitheater outside being fine, but I think the entertainment industry in terms of concerts and comedy and all of that, that could be one of the last things back because... Ultimately,
1: like, they're just shut down in the winter or, I, I mean... I wouldn't
0: surprise me if a year from now we're just starting to see concerts come back. Yeah. You know, like, it could be a full year plus of no concerts, mm-hmm. you know, from all these artists and, and it's not just the artists, right. It's the people on the road and yeah. the sound techs and the light people. And like, there's so many people, the rigging crew that puts up the stage and all of that, you know, like there's so many people affected by that. And I hadn't really thought a ton about that, you know, from the entertainment industry. Cause all ours, well, you know, I'm just so focused on sports all right. the time, but you know, that's a huge thing know, that like, yeah. and Kevin just said, all they're focused on is getting basketball back. Right. And priority number one i I'm i like, okay, not happy like, with that <laughs> that is a guarantee at this point right yeah. i mean i don't i don't know i just it presents so many more complications than football in my eyes
1: i totally agree just because of the spacing the indoors thing um yeah i, I and even in football
0: right like you're wearing a helmet and did you see those cool masks this week that yeah they put it's out like, like the a NFL? little like
1: shield it kind
0: of reminded goes. me of a lacrosse mask yeah. a little bit Right? So, like, you could shield some more stuff in that, which right. I thought was positive. Like, mm-hmm. that's a advancement. In basketball, you're just breathing on each other. Oh, yeah.
1: All oh, the yeah. time. I don't know. What are they going to make them wear? Like, a, are they going to have to wear masks when they play? I, I is, mean. No, I mean, would you rather have know. basketball back and players wear masks? Is that even possible? Or?
0: I mean, I guess anything is possible, right? But, know. like, how would you function in that? I don't know. I you can't do, even, I think I'd get like, so mad, like, the, you know, just. Playing the thing off, yeah. or but where does the sport like wrestling come back? You know, when oh, I talk about physical contact, right. like, I,
1: yeah, I don't but know. At the same time, that one could probably be easier to um, control in the sense because you know it's it's this athlete against this athlete. There's not really like a sure. mix. You're it's weight class on weight class. You know, you're only really coming in contact with one other opponent right. so and if you got tested before you got I tested, guess that's, yeah that's
0: a big difference but you're sharing the mat space right. are they going to clean the mat after every thing i i don't know i don't have the answers yeah, to all maybe this they'll have
1: a couple mats and then they rotate Oh man. The,
0: uh... and that's fine in college you know you can they have the testing available but what yeah. about high school
1: yeah high school is going to be tough high school across the board is going to be More difficult than college, right? Because there's just not the test there, right? And
0: we've spent time talking about this in the past. And this is a question that I brought up to Craig Anderson this week Mm -hmm. of how confident he feels about sports coming back, even in the fall. And I asked him that very question. And then there was a lot of things we talked about in the, in the press conference on Wednesday. We were supposed to just be talking about the State Farm Center. But, of course, I have other questions. Marla. Yeah, everyone <laughs> has
1: questions. I and got no a, one has the answer. <laughs> I got
0: a lot more other things to talk about than just the boys basketball state tournament. That was announced on Monday that it was coming back to Champagne for the first time in 25 years. It spent 1919 through 1995 all in Champagne, 77 years mixed between huff hall where the volleyball team plays now and Ooh. what we know is state farm center then assembly hall and so you know that was announced monday the story had already kind of like played out by wednesday when they were here for their in-person interviews and it was the first time we chatted with josh whitman or Brad mm-hmm. underwood live since march right Remember that press conference on the fateful friday uh, the day after the big 10 tournament and ncaa seasons were canceled that's the last time we've talked to them in person now we've had some zooms and you know, some opportunity to see them, but not face-to-face. In it was refreshing just to have a right? in-person they interview. Look? <laughs> they looked good. They looked refreshed. <laughs> I think mean, they've been super busy, especially yeah. Josh Whitman. You know, I, you know, say, oh, nothing's going on. Well, in their world, everything's been oh, going on. Yeah. <laughs> they only got a lot busier with everything canceled, trying to figure out how to, to work, you know, athletes back onto campus and all of that. But uh, you heard from Josh Whitman. Here's Craig Anderson on how confident he feels that we're going to have football and sports this fall.
3: I like the movement uh, of number one that we right now today have students out um, with activity. They're with coaches. They're with teammates yet in small groups doing some conditioning and agility. Uh, I like the fact that we're trending towards being in phase four, hopefully at some point late June, early July. And for us, uh, we're hopeful that that gets our, our students back to what we know as summer contact days with skill instruction um, camp, camps will be able to uh, go on with some limited competition, small groups, uh, no more than 50, of course, meeting the guidelines. But it, it helps me think that we're trending towards, again, with a month and a half yet uh, to start practice in uh, early August, that we're trending towards having fall sports, which would hopefully lead us into, obviously, sports. Without a, a spike or those kind of things, that would cause disappointment for all of us, for sure.
0: Did you see a separation? sports being played and others not or some parts of the state playing but others not or is this like an all or nothing type thing
3: in your eyes no i, I don't see it as an all or nothing at this point um, you know our students have been away long enough lost an entire spring season so if we can and we have permission to have some activities uh, we're going to let our kids compete uh, practice and compete and so uh, we may may see some modified scheduling some reduced seasons um, but we're going to do whatever we can under the restrictions that we're limited to to proceed with caution uh, but to get our students back uh, reaping from all the benefits of what participation really has uh, to benefit them.
0: So Anderson says he likes the way the say is trending at this point. Mm-hmm. We've talked in the past about how we don't feel that it's Done very happen. optimistic. I don't know I just I can't see it yeah. at this point. I hope I'm wrong you know but maybe it's it, maybe it's being too cautious here, mm-hmm. but I just have so many concerns about how this is going to play out. You got to take it one day at a time. But like we mentioned earlier, Marley, and this is what I said on air this week, we are 52 days away from today, taping on Friday, of what's supposed to be the first practice for high school football on August yeah. 10th. So you're telling me in 52 days that that much is going to change from where we're at right now?
1: Yeah. It's it, The question for me is like, how far can they go without having the decision of where like high school school is going to be at if they're going to come back for in-person learning or do a hybrid of both maybe what some universities are doing you know sure they're taking these steps now but how much further can they really take this until you know the government decides if students are going to be able to come back to school
0: right and that's way more important than sports right and Mm -hmm. it's something that education first already thinking about (laughs) are student athletes for a reason right they're not (laughs) athlete students
1: sure all right they're athlete (laughs)
0: students at college But from the high school sense, they're student-athletes. And so, you know, I'm trying to figure this out with my wife at home. Like, are we going to send our first grader to school this year? Mm -hmm. If she has to be in a mask all day, if she can't go to recess, if she has to eat lunch at her desk, all these things that have been thrown around, I don't know if I want to send my kid to school. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're right. And we need to be talking about school first and foremost. And I think that has to be decided before we can even determine if sports are going to come back in high school football. But, like we heard from Andy Romine at Tuscola, you know, they've been playing there for more than 100 years. He doesn't want to think about what that might look like. I mean, high school football is huge in Tuscola for that population, you know. And there's a lot of high schools around the area that that are that same way. But um, I, I don't know. I just have my doubts right now.
1: Yeah, me too. And like you said, some of the towns just revolve around High school football, like it's that fall feeling, you know, the air, sweatshirt gets, weather. It's a little crisp, yes, sweater. Weather you didn't here. have that in Florida. No, but I had that in Ithaca, New York. Okay, All right.
0: <laughs> did you even know what sweatshirt weather was in Florida? No, oh,
1: <laughs> it was man. like the two weeks of the year in the winter when it was like below sixty degrees, and everyone's like, "It's chilly. It's time to bring out like the a scarves. winter coat on. It's fifty-eight. Yeah, I do coat. remember though once in high school. It was like the big like football game of the year, and it was it was freezing. It was cold. I had boots on and uh, 50, 52 It was probably cold. yeah fifty two cold for us Floridians, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's like when I truly felt like oh my gosh, like this is fall. This is fall football. Um, but yes, like I was saying, that's for a lot of towns around yeah. here. You know, like Halloween, the leaves on the ground, oh, and man. football. That's great. What are we gonna do without it? I don't
0: know. I, I don't know. I hope that I hope we don't have to figure out. That's true. That's you true. Know, that, but we'll see. So, uh, all right. There's Craig Anderson's thoughts on it coming back. I asked him a lot of other questions because I'm curious, and I always have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, my well, some of the other questions pertaining to will they bring back some sports and not all? We talked about that on the podcast yeah. last week. So I just straight up asked Craig, could we see? Some sports and or is this an all in thing? And he said, no, if we if we can bring golf back or cross country back or whatever, we're going to do that. Yeah. Sorry, football. So I thought that was interesting. He kind of, you know, didn't answer my question about Chicago or not. You mm-hmm. know, I, I should have maybe asked it a little bit more direct. We only had a limited amount of time here. So, like, I couldn't ask a lot of follow up questions. And it's like <laughs> I wanted to. But, you know, that was my question last week on the podcast here was, you know, Could we see Chicago out, Chicago public schools? Sorry, you can't play, but downstate can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he didn't really answer that one, which yeah. is fine. But
1: Now I'm just picturing all the football players trying out for the golf team. <laughs> right? Why not? Like, right?
0: if you can't play football, maybe you're going to go do something else. I don't know. Uh, the other question I had for him, and this pertains more to basketball, but could we see... A two class system again instead of four. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about that from the fan base, I think most. Mm-hmm. He said that the board has not talked about that at all. They're happy with four classes. I know a lot of people would like to see two classes back yeah. for basketball because that's when state basketball was in its heyday at Assembly Hall. Yeah, you, you know, were there was me that. eight teams that made it to state you didn't know you had to play your way in on that state quarterfinal game which is now super sectionals that's what made it fun i think in the drama yeah. of that thursday coming up to champagne and not knowing you got to play well and the pressure's on to get to the right. final four now the super sectional is that game mm-hmm. you know you make it to super sectional you know you have a trophy so it's a little bit different mindset but craig said that they're happy with four at this point so don't see any changes on that coming up the big change like we mentioned next Friday when phase four happens in the state, presumably the governor is going to pass that through. Yeah. The IHSA sent out a draft this time of its proposal. And I thought this was interesting PR Marley from the IHSA because remember the last time they sent their draft to the Illinois department of public health. Yeah. The direct or the athletic directors in the state called that meeting. Then it got postponed. Then it got postponed. And then, like, eight times over, it got postponed, and we kept reporting on this news that, up, oh, not today. The Illinois Department of Public Health doesn't approve it yet. So, now, they just send out their, their draft part to us. two <laughs> to the media saying, like, oh, here's our plans. It could change, and it probably will from the yeah. IDPH, but we're getting out ahead of this, which is smart PR in that sense from yeah. the IHSA. And
1: it gives us a little nice little heads up, too. Yeah, absolutely. To like a little look inside their world and see what's going on with them and their decision making process
0: and from parents athletic directors coaches all of that to see what they can do to plan right so the last time it came out it was like oh here it is Mm -hmm. and then the next day you can start well nobody's prepared to start the next day because you just dropped this bomb on us you know the day before and so i think this is smart from the ihsa standpoint to say like hey this is just a draft we're reminding you but here's our plan subject to change from the idph so we'll see the positive thing from that was high schoolers can throw a football now they can do sports specific activity it's just the draft says they're supposed to wash down the football or the volleyball or whatever other thing is you know continuously so you know you take a clorox wipe or whatever and wipe it down after 10 minutes of playing i don't know what that is really
1: going to be you know to interrupt the practice wipe down the ball get
0: 50 people now right they, yeah. they did clear the way for competition so i think that's important we're working towards that there's still a lot of questions though of like okay can we get to a point where we're playing other teams not mm-hmm. just ourselves i don't have all those answers but it's a step
1: it is and for um.
0: me it's a step in the positive direction yeah so we'll see a big step for brad underwood and just chatting with him this week he got his players back on mm-hmm. campus and or at least the uh, returners the new guys are supposed to report i think next week yep. um but the returners are are back we got some video of that earlier this week of them coming back on campus we know kofi's on campus he's been yes. here for a while but he um, was uh
1: left out of all of the videos yeah he wasn't it wasn't in the sent.
0: video imagine <laughs> that right that the illinois productions team sent us and they do great work and that's fine they're mm-hmm. you know they're going to leave that out uh kofi or brad said on the drive with Lante and Derek Piper this week mm-hmm. that Kofi's still trying to make up his mind. He hasn't decided anything Maybe. yet. But I think him just being on campus is a positive is, sign. Yeah. So, you Shows know, we'll take that for what it is. right? Maybe he doesn't have a gym in New York. Maybe uh-huh. he just wanted to get out of New York, which yeah. would be fine. You know, that's where his mom lives in, in New York City. And so I, I wouldn't blame him for there. He's been back since May. So, like, hey, I got to get the heck out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone's going to blame him for that to be here in Champaign. Is he going through the team workouts, all those kinds mm-hmm. of things? I mean, yeah. Well, I, don't I mean, know. I
1: think he was still after he declared for the draft. I had seen things on social media that he was still yeah. doing the team workouts because they had, I don't know, this kind of circle where they were all tagging each other and their head strengthening conditioning coach, Coach Adam Fletcher. Yeah, he was still doing those. Which I mean, if you want to stay in shape, great, sure. you know, keep doing them. So mm-hmm. I think that was a good. Um, just gave us a good sense as to, okay, maybe he might be returning.
0: I think everyone expects him back. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that's fine. I mean, it is what it is. He he probably needs another year. He's not getting positive draft feedback would be my guess. We he, I haven't seen him on any draft boards. Right. You know, and we've talked about that in the past. But just having him on campus, I think – is, is a positive sign. It but well. the positive thing for Brad Underwood was getting the I should say State Boys Basketball Tournament back in Champaign. Mm-hmm. It's a free recruiting visit. That's how yeah. I view it, right? Because if you have the best players coming in the state, if you had Adam Miller playing in state here, then I see it as just like, hey, he can check out the locker room. He can do all of these things. That's a free unofficial visit that they can just host, right? right? Now, is Brad going to be able to like interact with him on all of those things and show him around yeah. like he would on a true unofficial visit? no but brad's not going to be here anyway right the tournament this next year coming up will fall on the big 10 tournament weekend Mm -hmm. so brad and his staff are hopefully going to be in chicago which is where the tournament is going to be played next year right they're not going to be around but hey you know this next recruit in illinois you know coming up you you got free reign to the building you know what you want to go check out something that's fine you know you know this is where you could be playing on your court next year or even for the younger guys, let's say the sophomores or juniors, right? The seniors would presumably have made their mind up or in that mm-hmm. process by March, right? Because signing day would be in November. But you know, for your sophomores or juniors, getting a first look there, you know. know, playing at State Farm Center and all New hands in Court, yeah. I just see that as a huge win for Illinois.
1: Oh, for sure, I think that is just so big for um, just the recruits themselves. Because how many high school players, you know, if they are getting recruited by Illinois, can say that they played in high school on the court that they, in the future, might be playing on. And just to get, you know, the feel for the core and the crowd, I think that's so cool to have that chance before you're even at that level or in the Big Ten, you know?
0: Yeah, and that's what Deion Thomas, Illinois' all-time leading scorer, talked about. and He said that multiple times that you know, for him, just playing at Assembly Hall when he was a high school kid mm-hmm. was a huge moment for him, and that helped sway him to come to Illinois and obviously go on to a great career. So here's Coach Underwood on what it means to have the state finals back in Champaign. I go
4: back to 1993 uh, as an assistant at Western Illinois and coming over here for the first time and not being able to get a ticket and, and uh, trying to, to – to, Scalp a ticket out here in the one of the parking lots. I don't remember which one at the time. Uh, that's special uh, to think that uh, six members, the top six members of the Flying Illini team in 1989 played in this tournament in this building. To hear Dion Thomas's story uh, about how he came down and, all, and when he drove through that tunnel, the impact that it had on him, uh, who later became our all-time leading scorer uh, THE TOP TWO SCORERS IN UNIVERSITY OF ILLINOIS HISTORY, THE TOP ASSIST LEADER, THE TOP steals LEADER, ALL PLAYED IN THE HIGH SCHOOL RANKS AND GOT THE OPPORTUNITY TO PLAY IN THIS BUILDING. Uh, it's, been a, IT'S BEEN A FUN PROCESS uh, BECAUSE IT'S NOT JUST DIA AND THE GREAT LEADERSHIP WE HAVE OF JOSH. THIS HAS BECOME A COMMUNITY-WIDE uh, EFFORT to, TO PULL ALL OF THIS TOGETHER. Will this benefit men's basketball? Absolutely. Uh, I'm so excited that kids get to have the dream of, of playing in this basketball tournament realized. And, and to be able to step foot on that court and have that experience that Dion had driving through that tunnel means means a great deal.
0: All right, he's obviously excited. It makes sense. I think this has been a great push from Jane DeLuce at Visit Champaign, the president and CEO of that nonprofit organization from the University of Illinois, uh, Brad Underwood, you know, I think he had a part in this too, and kind of pushing the IHSA, and saying, hey, you know, you guys need to come back here, from Josh Whitman, Josh Whitman had a lunch with Craig Anderson, a couple of years ago, you know, when this whole bid was still being explored, and trying to do it positively, I think, this was a slam dunk in my eyes in a lot of ways. <laughs> That's funny. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> I would have been shocked, Marley, had it gone back to Peoria in that sense. Right. I don't know how you were feeling about it, but like for me, I thought it was a done deal that this thing was coming to Champaign on Monday.
1: Yeah. I was almost surprised it was in Peoria to begin with, because when I first started and got this job here, you know, state wrestling was here. Right. The girls um, tournament was in bloomington and i honestly kind of had assumed the boys tournament would be in champaign i mean it's kind of the heart of basketball in illinois i mean like it's your flagship university right 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 right. so why wouldn't the biggest tournament and the high school scene be held and the biggest not necessarily the biggest but the most prominent venue in the state right for college sports this
0: is the this is the best venue in the state and it's it's not even close right And Underwood had said that he feels the state tournament should be played at a college arena, Mm -hmm. right? And Peoria's, while Bradley plays at Carver Arena, Carver Arena is not on Bradley's campus. Right. So there's a little bit of a, you know, disconnect there, which is why Bradley doesn't draw a ton of fans anyway because their kids have to come from campus to an off-campus site to go to the game. So Mm -hmm. like it doesn't make a lot of sense for that. But, you know, I, I think this all made sense. I thought it was a great... A job from the Champagne people visit Champagne from the U of I from all of the Mm -hmm. shareholders in this and certainly the people that uh, brought it together. I thought the interesting part of the bid was because the last time it left in 1995 was the last time I was here. These hotels were just gouging people, you know (laughs) whether it was three night minimums or whatnot. And so they had come together and there was I think 13 area hotels that had said they will price lock for three years on those weekends and they will continue to work with people. You know, to not gouge them crazy right, with, right. you know, nightly minimums or whatever else that may be. So, you know, I know a lot of people had said, oh, that's not the reason it left in 1995, but it had a huge a part, part in it. It just yeah. it just did.
1: But yeah. don't the teams going to state, isn't there like a team hotel essentially? Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. they have those? But for all the fans. Right, right, yeah, right, right.
0: That that was the biggest sticking point. You know, they were getting 14,000 fans at Assembly mm-hmm. Hall for these you know games and that's where underwood talked about it was sold out you know yeah. like he had a he had trouble finding a ticket to get in which was kind of strange to me like as an assistant coach i would think you'd get a pass for that or something i don't know maybe he just wanted to go watch i'm not <laughs> sure how that played out back in 1993 but um you know yeah these this place was packed right you know there was a lot of excitement and a lot of buzz and so the hotels were just taking advantage of that right, right. there are also a lot more hotels now in champagne than there were in 1993 i can imagine so you know there's there's more rooms to go around and And hopefully they'll honor their commitment there to to not price gouge and, and, uh, you know, lock in those rates for people that want to come to Champaign. So it's a good week overall here with some positive news for once. We were kind of busy. Like we had, you know, day of stuff to cover news, in-person interviews. Right. Illinois football gets Mm -hmm. a couple more commitments out of Florida. Yeah. Something about those Florida people.
1: Florida what is it with the sunshine state We're exactly just all great apparently. <laughs> that's, that's i think I, i'm part of the pipeline you know I, like yeah you started whole, it? all the recruiting noise is like oh yeah you know the the florida to champagne pipeline i'm like well I'm, i came too, i guess like, exactly <laughs> do i am i under that umbrella
0: <laughs> all right well i'm gonna say you are
1: yes. you got a big part in that what part. was i what was my recruiting ranking what was your pitch <laughs> yeah
0: you a three star recruit? Three
1: star recruit, sure. Okay. Three star. I don't know. Well, tight end, maybe that sounds. Just difficult. go with your native.
0: Yeah. Just go with your three star libero. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's your uh, rating in that nation?
1: Oh, I no. don't know. <laughs> Why don't we go on like the state? Maybe. Okay. Well, state I was ranking. Probably like. <laughs> I don't know. Top three hundred. That's great. I don't know. Maybe that's a stretch. I was a zero-star recruit out of high school, <laughs> so, you know, it's a... Uh, yeah. I think mine was better then.
0: <laughs> well, you did play to college. To have three stars. You did play college sports. So uh, we're going to give you a three-star top 300 prospect out of Florida. Out of Florida. There we, we go. Marley started it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, enjoy Florida next week.
1: I will. It'll be very nice to see family, hit the beach, hopefully. The Hopefully the that's nice. gotta be like your first stop, right? Yeah, it just rains a lot in Florida oh, in the summer. Yeah. But usually it's only for like an hour. It rains like every day at three o'clock for an hour and then it's nice again. Okay. So um we'll so see.
0: you can go to the bar in that time the, and then yes, come to the back bar. to the beach. Yep. Perfect. Okay.
1: If the bars are open, I don't actually know. They oh, should be. You should be
0: figuring these things out before I know, you leave. I know. <laughs> All right, Molly's <laughs> on vacation next week. I'll come talk. Maybe I'll have Craig on.
1: Oh, bring Craig back.
0: How would that be? Rep- <laughs> He's a replacement now. Oh no, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> can we have Craig back for a replacement? We'll explore that next week. <laughs> I haven't even brought it up to him yet. That just popped or into can my head. Or you call
1: me in from the beach.
0: Ooh, that's not a bad idea. But then you're working. I don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, but then I don't know. I'm like, sorry, gotta go. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. The water. <laughs> All right, it's
0: 94 and I'm hot. I gotta get cool. Off in the Water, <laughs> crystal clear water. All right, Marley, thanks. Enjoy your time in Florida. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Please come back. I always do.
1: I've been to Florida three times in the past few years. Yeah. And I've come back.
0: We're thankful. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you if you didn't. All right. for Marley, I'm Brett. We'll see you next time on the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast.